Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When we started to get this one off the ground, there were a lot of questions. How do you record an episode? How do you get the show into all these podcast apps like Apple, Spotify, and Overcast so people can actually listen to it? I've seen some shows make a bunch of money. How can I? The answer to every one of these questions is simple. Anchor. Anchor's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. It's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use, to the point where you can pull out your phone right now and knock out a solo episode if you wanted to. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means that you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. Anchor makes it easy for us to record from wherever, whenever, and not worry about unreasonable subscriptions or limits. It's the easiest platform to get your show on all bigger platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You even get to see how your show is doing per episode by how many listens you've received with Anchor's metrics. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm start to join us and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Now let's get this shit popping. Good evening, my friend. How are you? Greg, I ain't much, man. It's been a very interesting day. Very interesting Saturday, but I get to spend my evening with my friend and we get to shoot the shit. So let's let's just begin. That's right. Oh, man. So anybody who was listening, thank you guys for joining in. This is episode two of Foul Mouth Stereo. I am one of your hosts, Greg, and I'm joined by my other host. Shan from She Gets Up Pod. And you can find us on every single platform, including Stereo, which is where we are recording live. So thank you guys for actually tuning in if you are listening live. If you're not, just listen however you listen. So let's just start. Shan, how was your day? What did you end up getting into today? Um, today, my stupid ass, but motherly, loving ass, scheduled my child at 7.45 a.m. on a Saturday doctor's appointment. Mm. <laughs> your, your, your day, your day sounds a little bit better than mine. A little bit meaning like you did more than me. Um, yeah, we, we sat in the car for the most of the day driving, so we... Are heading back home now. So since we're heading back home, it's more so a circumstance of us driving today and we stopped and then tomorrow we're going to continue driving so we can go back home and we can enjoy being in the house again for the next, I guess, three weeks. Um, COVID has given us the opportunity to actually spend more time with family and going to go visit them. So what we do is we go get tested and then we go and we drive out of town and we spend maybe two or three weeks with family before we come back home and we deal with the fact that we have to be at home for, you know, a couple of weeks, get bored from it. And then we end up going right back to where we were. Um, but I mean, that was just like the bulk of our like pandemic, but without going into that too much, um, let's just 
like briefly tell them about this show. So I'm just spitballing here, but the show for the most part, at least this episode is going to be comprised of segments. So we just kind of shot the shit for a little bit or shooting the shit where we basically catch up and reflect on a day or the week. So that is our first segment. Um, we have a second segment, which I think will be kind of fun. It's called loud and wrong. So loud and wrong is a segment where you and I, we can talk about something new that we learned today, something we never <laughs> knew, or we recently discovered that we were completely wrong about. Right. So mm-hmm. that, that can be anything. You can just literally go into a store and realize you found a new drink or you can get a text message from somebody that you were like talking to and you learned something new about them. Anything that is considered something you didn't know about or something that you were completely wrong about, that's that segment called loud and wrong. Then we get into the main discussion, which this week, you know, I'm obviously having Chan take the floor about what that is. You'll hear about that when we get to that segment. And our last segment, which, you know, is our exit, which is called What That Mouth Do. So, Obviously, mm. the show being called, you know, what it's called, obviously, what that mouth do is where we interact with you, the listeners of the show live, as well as the listeners who give us feedback. You might send us an email, a letter, or you just might, you know, have sent us a text and we wanted to read it on the show. So you can also, you know, ask your questions and you can showcase your, your talent. So if you're that damn music, that's exactly. Music. that is sense. exactly what. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you if you have some music, that is your segment for what that mouth do. If you can sing, if you can rap, if you do poetry, whatever, that is your segment. So you know, share. Yeah, but it, it's not just for talent though. If you just got something sitting on your spirit and you want to discuss it and not be judged about it, or you just want to ask questions that might even help engage into our conversations. The floor is yours for that. You know that portion of the show. So before we get into it. Uh, we also want to just mention we will periodically just go through the chat in stereo and just like highlight the people who have joined us for that episode. So right now we have Lacey Q in the room. And since we just started, obviously there will be more. So shout out to her. And Chan usually is the person who just goes and reads off the names because I'm not good at reading y'all names. Some of y'all have good ones, some of y'all have bad ones. But yeah, too great. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I'm I'm giving you that, friend. I have to make sure that you are the one that has to do that. <laughs> so there's that. Um, but th- this week I wanted to start with a quote of the day. Um, just for this episode. So we won't do this often, but this is a quote that I think since both of, you know us are parents, I felt like this kind of sat somewhere. Where I wanted to just go over it with you. So the quote mm-hmm. is this: Wait until you have kids. There are many times that you fuck like teens that have the house to themselves for 10 minutes. Both of you get off and crash really hard. Now, to add context to that quote, basically, I'm on Reddit and there was a comment that somebody had left about you know, the ability to have sex and they, they don't want sex often. And when they do, it seems to take them a very long time. So that person who had commented basically was saying, hey, when you have kids, you will want to have sex more. But the thing is. Basically, you're going to have to do it quick. And when you do do it, it's going to feel like you're teenagers again. So it just made me come to the realization like, oh, like when we were young, you don't have to be talking about teenagers. But when you were young adults, like were we really fucking like rabbits like that where we were just like so like excited about actually having no. sex that we were just like fucking like rabbits? No. So? I, I did not get into my fuck, my fucking escapades until like. I was like 18 and a half to like 
fucking 26. Mm-hmm. Like that early fucking ain't shit because you don't know what you're doing and then you're probably dealing with somebody your age that's not experienced and shit. But if you get somebody older, mm-hmm. baby! Man, listen. Yeah. Um, I, I will say, like, for me, like, I could, for the most part, like, I've, like, slept with people my age, um, or, like, older, like, there have been the young ones, but I, I have always had that thought that the people who were younger than me that I had sex with always felt like either I was training them to do things or I just didn't, Listen. I wasn't, like, I wasn't into it. Were you into that at all? Like, you just felt like people you no. would sleep with that were younger just weren't it? People who are my age or younger that I dealt with were always like nipple softeners. Like, oh my god! Mm-hmm. Like, ch- tag me in when you're done. Like, just like, oh my god! I remember my first time fucking. Right? Mm-hmm. It was prom night. It was um, my boyfriend that I had since like high school, and I just remember us fucking. It being done, me being um, very disappointed, and us like showering mm-hmm. and fucking showering, and I'm just like, oh my god, this is just so horrible. Like, this prom is overrated. Fucking is overrated. Like, this can't be it. Yeah, and oh I'm like, at least, at least, at least you had sex on your prom night. For me, mm-hmm. I left my prom date at the prom. Um, oh. What's going on? So basically, the the young lady I had taken to the prom, it was an ex girlfriend that we weren't really rekindling things. It was just more so our our families knew each other, so it was like okay, we dated, it didn't work out, we broke up. But then come prom season, like I really didn't want to go to prom. For us, we were all going to go and just like shoot hoops and just hang out for prom and kind of like protest it. But then everybody right around like April that had no dates were like, oh shit, we got to figure out who the fuck we're going to go to prom with. And some people like, oh, no, I'm not going to prom. I'm just going to go. I think they had like senior skip days at that point. And then a lot of people were going to Miami because they're like, oh, we're 18 now. We're going to just fucking go out of town. Fuck prom, right? But then obviously people's parents like, oh, no, y'all ain't going to fucking Florida and hanging out. What you going to do is you going to go to fucking prom. So I had to come up with a prom date. Since I had to come up with this prom date, I just asked my ex. So her dad owned a limousine company. So I was like, great. Like, I get a prom date. I might get some ass out of this. And more importantly, like, I ain't got to pay for the limo, right? So we go to prom and everything like that. But here in like DC area, what happens is, I don't know if it's like that for you, but we go to each other's proms. So I went to a school in PG County and we would go to like different PG people's proms. County? I grew up in Laurel yeah. for a little bit. I don't know about these. See? Yeah. So we, you know, like I went to Douglas and there were a couple of people who would go to like, like from Roosevelt or Forestville or suit. Like you would go to each other's proms because it's like either you're fucking with somebody that goes to that school or you're friends with somebody that went to that school. So she had gone to Roosevelt and their prom had people that came to our prom. So as a result, like we went to the prom and she had ended up linking up with some guy that went to my school. And I told you we weren't dating. So I was just taking her just for the aesthetic. Now, Prom is supposed to be one of those situations where you come and you're like elegant and stuff like that. She came in a club dress and I was like, yo, like I'm going to regret these pictures. But the thing is, I had already paid. Yeah, I had already paid for the pictures. So I paid for the pictures and everything was sweet. Like, you know, we took photos, but then when I looked at them after we got the shots, I was like, yo, she looked like a hoe. Like, and I know that sounds like a really fucked up thing to say in 2020, but in 2005, she looked like a hoe. And yeah. mind you, like that that it was what it was. And 
basically we're at prom and she's like, do you want to dance? I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll dance, blah, 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 blah. So we dance, but then you have to realize on your prom night, like you want to dance, but you also want to fuck. And more importantly, you want to hang out with your friends. That might be the last time you ever see them, right? Other than yeah. graduation. So, you know, I start kicking it with my boys and, you know, my friends that, you know, I go to high school with and she is kicking it at a table with somebody who goes to Roosevelt and then she's kicking out with some of the guys that go to high school with me. So me, you know, I'm not a jealous guy. I'm like, okay, go and you're going to hang out that way. Right. However, she, you know, she says to me when it's time for us to almost go, cause I was like, yo, I'm not trying to stay at prom all night. Prom isn't meant to be there until midnight. Like the prom starts at like seven. Yeah. Prom starts at like seven, eight o'clock. Everybody tries to bounce out by like 10, 1030. That way you can go and do the, you know, go to the Waffle House and then go to the hotel parties and shit like that before people start getting kicked out of them. Right. So the goal for us was to go get something to eat and then we won't go to the hotel and kick it. Right. So I asked her if she was ready to go. She's like, no, nah, can we stay for like 20, 30 more minutes, 20, 30 more minutes. At this point now, it's like 11, 15. I was like, oh, no, I'm not staying here that long. So what I did was I told her, I was like, yo, like I can go at this point, you can catch cabs because there were no Ubers. I was like, I'll go catch a cab or I'll ride with one of my boys in their limo. So she says, oh, no, like you can take the limo. So she goes and she says, oh, no, you can take the limo like the limo's outside. I'm like, wait a minute. I can take the limo. Like, so are you not coming? She's like, no, I'm going to stay here and kick you for a while. I was like, great. Boom. So. Me and my boys, we all getting we all getting the limo that her dad had paid for, and we out for the entire fucking night. I'm talking about we're drinking in the limo because it's alcohol in the limo. We're going to um, we, I think we went to like Bob Evans, and we went to IHOP. People were fighting at IHOP, people jumping the checks and stuff like that. It, it was a wild night. So then we go, and at this point, I get a call from my mom, and I remember I had like a Kyle Sarah like cell phone in 2005. So I go and I tell my mom, she called, she was like, Hey, you know, where's so-and-so. And I told her, Hey, she's still at the venue. She's like, or her dad called and was like, Hey, are you guys coming back tonight? And blah, 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 blah. And I was like, well, I'm still out. She's still at the venue. So she yeah. goes and I guess like her father call, you know, contacts her and her father says, well, Greg said he left. You should have left with him. And she's like, Oh, well, I hung out. You know, I'm hanging out with some of my friends that went to school. And I guess, he thought, okay, if they go to your school, they must be your friends. They must be safe. So he let her kick it with them. So then the next day, like I'm at the, I'm at the hotel drunk and tired. Right. My mom calls me. She was like, well, did so-and-so stay with you at the hotel? Blah, blah, blah. I was like, nope, I wasn't with her. We ain't do nothing. I don't want to hear none of that shit. So yeah. Yeah, basically what happened was she had gone and she got drunk at the prom, got kicked out uh-huh. of the prom and she fell asleep in the dude's car. No. that came to the prom and I, I, I don't know what happened i, I don't want to you know speak or speculate on what happened all i know is i was not there that night but my yeah, friends and i had telling her dad that she wanted to stay and you weren't there yeah and, and that's the thing like for me like i felt like i had a great prom a lot of people can't say that they had a great prom because they went with the, their high school sweethearts and shit like that me i had a great prom that honestly i don't really remember much because mm-hmm. i was drunk off vodka and I don't think I can count on two hands how many times I've had vodka since prom. Vodka is one of yeah. those things where I, I, it, I just can't into, relate with it. I never was into drinking um, when I was a teenager. Um, and then my my boyfriend at the time, his prom was that night too, but he went to a different school. So mm. I didn't want to go to prom and he didn't want to come to mine. So we did our prom separate. I went to prom with like one of my friends, um, Kendall, and we just like had a good night. But what pissed me off was like 
I'm like, I'm casket ready. I'm casket ready mm. with this motherfucking makeup on my face that I do not like because I don't like a whole bunch of product on my face. I got um, customized panties made for this dress because the size of my dress was like cut out. I'm wearing shoes that I just don't want to be in after a couple of hours. And everybody's shoes, when everybody was like dancing, was on the side of the stage for prom. And I'm just like, why the fuck did I spend all this money? Mm. Yes. Oh, my goodness. And then I did even like 5 a.m. the next morning. And I, I woke up to like my brothers in my room talking about like, what time did you get home? What happened? I'm just like, listen, get out of here. <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> yes, man. God, like, but like, let, let me just ask you a random question. So if you could go back to any age, but it can only be one and yeah. you're only that age for that year, mm-hmm. what year would it be? It would be um, when I was eight years old. That was the best age ever. Mm. I even tell my kids this. I'm just like, yo, eight years old for me was lit as fuck. I still remember my birthday cake. It was a Baskin Robbins ice cream birthday cake. It was cookies and cream. And the only thing I had to do was fucking go to school, do my homework, come home, and go play outside and come in before the lights come on. Mm. That, that's a modest aid. That, I like that. That's lit. Like that. This bill what? shit. This, oh, what? I got kids now and nobody's going to pick them up. Oh, that's some bullshit. Yo, adulting is bullshit. Adulting has got like when you're 18 and you become an adult, like everybody wants when you're 16, 17, like, man, I can't wait to leave the house. I can't wait to be an adult. Yeah. But when you turn 18, everything is sweet. It's like, all right, I'm going to college or hey, you know, I'm still on my parents' phone bill. I'm still on their medical insurance. And shit I like wish. That. Man, but when, when I tell you, when I turned 21, 22, shit got real, real because, you know, I had to start paying for my own taxes. I had to go and start like actually being an adult. And ever since then, I have absolutely hated being an adult. The only perk to being an adult is being able to fuck with the lights on or off. That is the only perk. There is no <laughs> sneaking around. Yeah, like there's no <laughs> background. Like that. that's the only perk. Like I have yet to find a good perk in being an adult at all. Other than I say maybe traveling too, but. Yeah, traveling is lit. You spend your elementary years knowing, like, you're not supposed to be doing stuff, like, with a boy. You spend middle mm-hmm. school wandering. You spend high school wandering. Your 20s, like, damn, I'm still in my parents' house. So I can't fuck when I want. I can't leave when I want because they got certain rules. And then you have your good years. Your good fucking years are mm-hmm. 23 to 31 okay yeah don't fuck yourself up and have kids between those years those are the only years of your life where you're you're okay you're green lighted to be selfish okay mm-hmm. because the last thing you want is to go through all of that tiptoeing to do what the fuck you want to do and end up having kids where you're trying to silent fuck because they're in the next room asking you for juice <laughs> Like, you, you know, you, you just, you just, very important topic. I wish you, I said, it's, it's, sometimes you might be lying and, 
Brett, your thing breaking up. Mm-hmm. Can you hear me? I don't know why, I can, I don't know why this can can you change the audio. One second. One second. Can you hear me now? Oh, I can hear you a little bit. That is obviously stereo's audio because I don't. Yeah. But now I can hear you. Yeah. But it's okay. They'll they'll fix it. You know, just a little bit of slight t- uh, technical difficulties. All that will get fixed in post editing. But anyway, so lost my damn train of thought. We went from high schools. We talked. Oh, the the fucking. Can you still hear me now? Yeah, the secret fucking. Okay, the secret fucking. So, you didn't explain to me when we decided to, you know, not you and I, but when my wife and I decided to have kids. <laughs> that, <You're right. laughs> yeah, because, you know, so, somebody's going to say something. They're going to be like, wait a minute, like, what's going on? You're like, no, we, we're yeah. not like that. She is my close friend, and we share a show. That, that is the extent, right? So, but... Oh man, they're still doing it. Why is he doing that? So we're trying to get it in. And the issue is the selfish part of me came out and I regretted myself for it. So what was happening is, you know, we're in the bed and we're, we're, we're trying to get it on, right? So we're doing the whole foreplay thing. We're, try, we're trying here. So we're trying and the baby starts crying, right? So <laughs> the baby knows for a fact. Yeah. So she, she knows we're trying to get it in. So what she does, she starts crying, but she doesn't. Yeah, she does a little the sneaky cry. Like, okay, like, I don't want anything. I just want to give y'all my attention. Like, I want you to know that I want your attention. So I, I get up. Dick, it's, it's wild. So, I mean, Dick just swinging. So I'm getting up and I'm putting the pacifier back in the mouth. And then I'm going back to the bed. And I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to get this foreplay in, right? So every time I would do it, the baby would go. And it's like little, the little bassinet that we have, or the little bedside bassinet. It's mesh. So it's like, I, I try to call myself putting like a little towel over the mesh. So she, she can't see what I'm about to do to her mother, right? So, she won't remember. So, it doesn't matter. It's like a, a dog at this point. Yeah. Well, for me, for me, I was like, I don't want to scar my baby knowing what I'm about to do to her mother, right? So, <laughs> so, so, so hang on. Come on. Yeah, so she told yeah, so she's cooing and she's making all these noises and shit. So, you know, I, I'm trying at this point, we're doing a whole penetration act. So we're going and we're doing this. And, you know, she gets up. Now, mind you, I'm, 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 I'm stiff as a board at this point. And she gets up. She's like, well, the baby's crying. We got to get up. So she gets up. She goes to check the baby. And at this point, that little 20, 30 seconds felt like 20 fucking minutes. And I was like, oh, just get back over here so I can give you what I got. Right. So she, she comes back. Oh my God, I'm so great. <laughs> Yeah. So she comes back. She comes back. <laughs> she comes back to the room or whatever. And even mind you, like the bedroom we're in, pretty big room. And she goes and she comes back, and the baby's quiet for a moment, right? But I guess she noticed like the moans and the grunts and stuff like that. So she, the baby starts crying herself. So I have two options: one, stop the act that I'm doing, yeah. or option B, just fuck through the cries, right? So we're fucking through the cries. But the more the more we're fucking through the cries, the more the baby cries and the louder she gets. So I go, now, mind you, we, ha- we have a nest cam in the living room and the door was open towards the bedroom, right? So as a result, like I play the camera back and I was like, yo, like what the fuck is going on? Because like you can hear the baby crying from the living room and she's in the same room with us. And I was like, I didn't realize she was crying that loud. Yeah. So one, once we had finished, I felt instant regret. I was like, yo, like I just really was more concerned about getting my nut 
than mm-hmm. trying to stop my baby from crying. But you know what? Sometimes you got to do what you got to do. I had to do that because the dad did not live with me. So, mm-hmm. like, his chances to do that were, like, if my mom was, like, away for the weekend and she took the girls with her. Or mm-hmm. if um, his mom had our kid and he would, like, come by after, like, he's doing whatever he want to do in Atlanta. Or um, he's supposed to pick her up in the morning and he will come in. She will be sleeping. He's trying to get like a quiet fuck. And I just said in my head, I'm just like, yo, I don't know what it's going to be like married, but I know I don't want to have to sneak and do this. Yeah. And the thing is, kids know when you're fucking. They know when you're trying to do something sneaky. That's what my, I, I know this. And I have fight about. I just, I, I don't know. I just want to be able to know that, you know, I can do certain things in peace like fuck. So everybody I know, everybody as a parent was like, oh, why, you know, why don't you, you know, when you are having sex and the kid is in the other room, why don't you lock the door and blah, blah, blah. I was like, yeah, I shouldn't have to do that. Like, this is how you, if the kid walks in, this is how you got here. Be quiet. Mm. So no, I'm, I, I don't want to hear the, shh, the baby sleeping. No. You're going to catch this dick and it's going to happen. You're going to hear something. She's going to hear something. And it, it is what it is. Ain't, ain't going to be none of that silent shit. Like, because for me, like, I, I feel a, I feel a certain way about silent fucking. Oh, What'd you say? No, you're going to catch this dick like it's a cold. Yeah, you're you going to have to. You're you, you going to have to catch this dick. And it it's just a fact. It is just a fact. So, I, I just wanted to, you know, just have that little moment with you, just just for that, you know, just for shooting shit and you know everything. But you know, we're gonna move right along. So, the loud and wrong segment. So, basically, it's something like I said that it's new. We learned either we never knew it or we recently discovered that we were completely wrong about. So, this week for my loud and wrong was Burger King. So, I went to Burger King for the first time in years. So we're, we're driving and a lot of these little, like, what do you call these stops? Like these pit stops when you're mm-hmm. on the highway and they have like, usually sometimes, we drive right past them because I'm, what'd you say? Sometimes they're the worst. They have the worst food options. Yeah. But here's the thing. When I say the worst food options, they had Dunkin' Donuts, Starbucks, and Burger King. So I was like, I don't really like Dunkin' Donuts. I feel like there's something a little bit grimy and disgusting about donuts just sitting on a shelf all fucking day. Yeah, maybe it's just me. I feel, I feel like yeah. that is just not for me. Yeah, and because maybe it's because I've been like I was raised on Krispy Kreme donuts. When the mm-hmm. light is on, is the only time I ever went into a Krispy Kreme. So when I see Dunkin' Donuts, I'm like, oh, like the donut been sitting there since like six, seven o'clock this morning. If you haven't sold it, so it could be like two o'clock in the afternoon. You go get that fucking that chocolate glazed donut. I'm like, oh, how long has it been sitting there? And they're not gonna tell you. So it's like, nah, I I just don't do Dunkin' Donuts. Either way. So we go to Burger King. My wife doesn't eat fast food, but I do. And I don't mind it. However, my loud and wrong is me thinking that Burger King is actually decent food. So <laughs> I, oh, Greg. I, I, used, I, used to, I used to think that Burger King was decent. I used to think that their food was halfway good. But I don't know what happened. I think that ever since they came out with that that burger with the black bun and shit like that, maybe that's where everything went downhill. When they started doing taco shit that you're not supposed to do. You are the Burger King. 
stop making tacos and pretzel bun shit. Just stick breakfast. to ex- yeah. You some places don't need breakfast. Like yeah. Wendy's don't need breakfast. I'm used to Wendy's opening up whenever the fuck they open. Honestly, I didn't even know Wendy's opened until like four o'clock. That's the only time I ever craved Wendy's. Oh, I should be able to go here. <laughs> Yeah, like, why, like why, why are you open, right? It's not like, with Chick-fil-A, just imagine you go, like, in your town, like, say, for example, in your town, you go to all the Chick-fil-A's. Every Sunday, they're closed. But then you go to fucking Wisconsin, and there's a Chick-fil-A that's open. You're like, wait, what the fuck? Like, that's different. That's, that's different. Let me go in there. But the thing is, the food ain't going to taste good, because you're like, yo, like, I was craving this. I knew it was supposed to be good, mm-hmm. but it's not. It's, it's similar to, like, when... My, like my mom and I, we go to North Carolina for like the family reunions and stuff like that, right? I swear, I don't know what it is. The KFC in the South tastes completely different from any other part of the world. You can go to KFC in like Maryland or New York. That shit tastes like literally, it tastes like squirrel meat. That's what it tastes like. Oh, if you go to fucking, tastes like. All I'm, I don't know what squirrel meat tastes like, but I can just have a gist of what it might. And that's that. Oh. Squirrel meat has to taste Squirrel meat probably tastes like when you accidentally get like lint like caught in your mouth and it don't have a taste, but you just know it's disgusting. That that's what <laughs> squirrel meat has to taste like, right? So back back to this Burger King thing. So I ordered a Whopper Jr. with cheese, a Diet Coke, as if that's gonna like save the fact that I'm eating a 600 calorie burger, and the Burger King fries. Here's the issue. The burger was actually pretty decent. The Sprite was the best. Like, honestly, I've never had, like, you know, what was this? Uh, Diet Coke. The Diet Coke tasted, like, honestly, like somebody had just made it fresh. Like, I literally went to Pepsi or Coke and got it poured from their fountains. That's how good that shit was. However, the fucking Burger King fries were so disgusting. I don't know what happened. All I remember I is... I love Burger King fries when I was in high school. No, but that's the thing. Back, back in high school, when we were, like, I don't want to say when we were young, but back then... The fries, remember, they t- tried to tell you that the Burger King fries were like Mr. Potato Head because remember the Toy Story movie came out and all that. So the fries were freshly cut. They had a nice amount of salt on them. It was pretty good. These mm-hmm. fries, okay, they, they reminded me of like the, it reminded me of like reduced lunch French fries, like during school, like grade school. Like, wait a minute, like these fries, they aren't good, but I'm hungry, so I got to eat them. That's what Burger King shit tasted like. So when I say I'm loud and wrong, I was loud and wrong thinking that Burger King's fries were in the top five of French fries. They are not even in the top ten. Them shits are disgusting. They are. I've never. Listen, Burger King used to be my survival in high school. You know, like receipt where it tells you do this survey, and then next time you can get a free burger. Only have enough money to take the bus to go to my night classes for chemistry because my chemistry teacher was—he's a good teacher, but he can't teach. Like he knows the stuff, but he sucks at teaching, so I could never understand it. So I had to take it again, but night class, and I had to take the bus, and that was when I was still trying to figure out, nigga, how do how the fuck do I use this motherfucking debit card and not overdraft my account? So I'm just like, fuck it, to eat something. So I used to do the surveys on the fucking receipt for um, Burger King and keep getting like free burgers instead of like paying for it. So I have something to eat. I said, man, I used to be out here just, you know, jigging. Like, what's the jig? 
Oh my goodness. But yeah. Lord. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So oh, my, my loud and wrong is today, I was today years old, 33 years old. Um, when I found out that almonds are actually peaches. Hold on, excuse me. <laughs> exactly, Greg. Almonds. Wait, there's no way. Almonds are actually peaches because they're in the same family. Okay. Look I, I don't know who told that lie. Look it up. Almonds I, are peaches. There's no fucking way. Today and Anya was eating an orange and my friend just came in. And she was like, um, what kind of M&M's do you got? And I was like, almond M&M's. She was like, oh, peach M&M's. I'm just like, what the hell are you talking about? Almond M&M's. They don't make peach M&M's. She was like, no. Almonds are actually the same and considered the peaches, like they're in the same family. I said, How, Sway? Like, how? I was like, You, how? And I looked it up and for sure. Almonds are actually peaches. Get the fuck out of here. So, okay, all right, okay, hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute. The almond belongs to the same group of plants as the rose, plum, cherry, and peach, being a Pe- member of the tribe prune of the natural order. What is this? Uh, Rosa say? I guess that's what. The, okay, look, these big words and shit. Like, look, I did not go to Yale. I don't know what the fuck all this is. Either way, it is. You're right. This is a part of. Get the fuck. Out. Yeah. Okay, so mm-hmm. it takes two of us. Because I didn't know that shit. And I don't know a lot, but that's something that I would know. Because I like fucking peaches. Mm-hmm. I don't like fucking peaches, but you know what I mean? I like peaches. So, you I know, somebody's going to be like. Peaches, my peaches, where the outside is soft like an ass. No, like now, a question, question for you. Since we're talking about peaches, the peach mm-hmm. emoji, the peach emoji, mm-hmm. is that could the peach emoji is that like a universal ass or is that like yeah. a certain type of ass? When, universal ass. Okay, but what happens if like you got an onion booty or if, you got you like? Got a- Booties and the onion. If you got a pair of booties and a pair. Yeah, but I see more people use the fucking the peach, but you ain't got a peach ass. You got a because worldwide. Anyway. I would never send a man a peach because that would be false advertising. Yeah, that's that's true too. That's true too. So hold on, we're about like thirty minutes since you know we have to do the shout outs before you know we get into the shit. So you know this is your floor to do. I'm missing. I'm missing. All right, we had 10 people up in here. We got Lacey Q. What's up? Kilo 7, Nia Lex. Miss Pink with a Y. Fresh with the P. Jay Dollars. What's up? What's up? What's up? The Bull Rider. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Donna Trennis. What's up? That cowgirl hat. Sunglass Pimp. What's up? And New York Real Talk with the with the mask on. What's up, y'all? Mm. What's going on? Welcome to all you guys to listening to episode two of the show. So you know, we, let's oh. let's just dive in. So, God, um, where do we go? So the main discussion, obviously, you get to take the floor again. So you might as well just lead us right on in. Okay, the main discussion that I wanted to talk about tonight is you don't keep people. People are out here claiming people saying, oh, no, that's mine. She mine. She with me. 
that's me. When you see her, you see me. No, when I see her, I see her. Like, you can't keep people. People are with you because they want to be there. People are with you because they're getting something out of the the benefit of being around you. People are there to create an illusion like they have it together. People are there because they're choosing to be there. Because if you were a ball of fire and they were paper, they would not be with you. So, so to me... This whole um, ownership thought process is what has people stuck and insecure because, in my opinion, if you give people that you say you love or you like or you appreciate the space and the room to decide on where they want to be when it comes to you and your time, that's when you're really going <laughs> to see if somebody fucks with you or not. And that's yeah. with friends, family, uh, romantic relationships, any relationship. If I haven't called you in two weeks and you usually hear from me and I don't reach out first, have you reached out? Yeah. Like you don't, keep, you don't keep people. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think, do I keep people? Um, I have a habit of keeping people, but the reason why I keep people is because I don't want to lose people and I don't want to get to know new people. I'm that friend that no matter what, like, even if you don't really fuck with me or, you know, my friendship to you might not be as equal as yours is to me. Like, I'm always going to give you 100 percent. Even when you give me 40, it's the fact that I know for a fact I gave my all. The issue. Yeah, but that's the thing. I know I'm not supposed to do it. But the thing is, yeah. if something were to happen, in like the grand scheme of things for me, if something were to happen, nobody can say I never tried. Like I just t- carry that in like the back of my head, knowing that you know what, even if this friendship ends or we stop fucking with each other, you stop fucking with me. You can't have anything bad to say about me, no matter what, because across even, the board, I've kept. If you was like, okay. okay, this is my last time. Enough. That that they still can't say anything bad about you because you warned mm-hmm. them told them this is your last time the issue between with people who are like you where you want to give you 100 percent so somebody's giving you 40 is those people Mm -hmm. that's not giving their best effort and meeting you halfway will never Mm -hmm. meet people halfway because they see that they're getting away with it with you so that means okay let me the same shit with the next person and people revolve in life around never learning lessons never getting better because they find people who, regardless of how they treat them, they're always going to treat them better. And they keep doing it without limits or boundaries. That's why to me, I'm going to give you one time to show your ass to me. And that's all I need. Mm-hmm. Like you could call, yeah. call me unforgiving. You could call me whatever the fuck you want to call me, but I have to call a shit a shit. Yeah. I agree. I you're gonna me, you're gonna yourself too thin, and you're gonna be exhausted, Greg. You can't do that. Yeah, well, here's the thing. Like for me, it's not even exhausting. Like when I'm around my friends, I'm around my friends because the older I get, the less I go out, the less I spend time with said friends. But mm-hmm. in turn, I just I don't put myself in positions to like just always depend on them. I know my I have certain groups, certain branches of friendships. I have. The friends I know for a fact I can call at one o'clock in the morning and say, I need something. 
and mm-hmm. they got it. I have that group of friends that I only hang around with them when I want to be around some fun. So if I want to go to a kickback, great. I know I can contact that friend. Oh, you know, I got a friend that, you know, they're going to have a baby shower, birthday party. Boom, I have that. But what I started to do was I started to do like a process of elimination a few years ago, basically a few years ago, meaning when I got married. And the process of elimination was this. What friends start showing up to like birthday parties, right? Because the older you get, the less important your birthdays become. So that 21st and that 25th birthday, they... I'm a six-year-old this shit. It's true. Yeah, but... It's true. Like, okay, like, when you're 21, 25, everybody want to kick back. Everybody want to turn up. They, they don't mind going and spending, you know, $600 on bottles and tables and shit like that. But then when you get to be like on your 28th, 29th birthday, people are like, nah, like, why don't we just go to a bar? And that's fine. But then you start noticing the numbers dwindle. Those birthdays stop mattering. And I don't want to equate friendships to birthdays, but that is a great way to just start noticing like people like less and less. More important. Yeah, it's definitely a measuring stick. But for me, I think the one thing that made me realize, like, I keep friends that I don't really need to keep is my text messages. Like, years ago, like four or five years ago, we could text. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we're boys. We talk about anything. We had the group text, blah, 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 blah. But the the less and less I hear from them, yeah, we can still be boys. We can still be cool. I can hear from you every once in a while. But once I've started noticing that I'm the one that's always reaching yeah, that shit gets tired. Or texting anymore. Yeah, I'm like, yo, like, <clears throat> I'm tired of always being the person to initiate this friendship. And it took until like 2000, was it uh, 2018, when I started realizing that, yo, I'm putting in four times as much effort as you are. So when I'm going and texting y'all, hey, you know, why don't we go out? It's been a while, blah, 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 blah. It felt like I was coordinating the friendship that I shouldn't have to coordinate. You should want to go out. You should want to go spend time. And this ain't no like relationship, like a girlfriend, boyfriend type of thing. But, but it's more so like, like even with my female friends, like we're friends. We're not fucking. We don't share. Mm-hmm. People, like we deal with. We're friends. Like if if we going out and one person just takes the bill for all of the food, somebody's taking the bill for all of the drinks. And if you got two people that's taking the bill for the food and the drink, guess what? You in charge of the tips. Like, it's a common understanding. It's balance. And then the next time we go out, maybe we'll switch up who's paying for what. But that's how mm-hmm. you're, like, accommodating and compassionate about the people you say you care about. I have, or I don't even know what we are now because I just have to do things in a genuine manner. So I had a very close friend where... We're both writers, right? And she just furthered her her education in fashion writing, which I I encourage her to do because she's really good at it. Um, she spent a lot of years and a lot of money in schooling trying to get to the level goal of where she wants to get to, and as she should. And you know, a few years back, I took it upon myself to finish a book. And while I was editing that book with a company um, and spending my money to get it edit, edited, uh, I, I wrote two like short stories or short books and I published them. So before I finalized the initial book that I wanted to do, I asked her, I said, hey, um, is it okay that you just take a look at the book for me and tell me if I need to edit anything? I have a company doing it, 
but they can only do so many edits before I have to finalize it. So she was like, okay, cool. So I gave it to her. I didn't give her a deadline or anything. And um, she kept saying she hasn't looked at it yet. She'll look at it. And I was like, all right, honey, this is the day I need it like in. And she was like, well, I have this and this going on. I'm just like, okay. I, I'm not going to lean on her to go ahead and do the edit or tell me the edit because I'm not paying you. I'm paying a company. But at the same exactly. time, I have a deadline. So no matter if you look at it or not, I got to go forward and finish this motherfucking book. So I finished the book, um, been selling the book, is selling and selling and selling, selling the other two books. She, in the whole process, is supporting me. She bought the book. Um, telling me that I did good with the book. So let's fast forward to like four four years after this book is done, right? Four years mm-hmm. of book. She calls me up and she was like, okay, I've been sitting on like all these scattered um, writings that I've done and all these like scattered pieces of poetry and I need to put a book together. Can you, can we be each other's accountability partner? At this time, I'm not writing books anymore. I'm focusing on the podcast. So I was like, I don't necessarily need an accountability partner because I make myself do my work for my podcast. Ain't nobody telling me when. So, but I will go ahead and be the accountability person for you so you can get this book done. This is the only thing I told her, Greg, to make a long story short. I told her, let's make a goal. It was Monday. And I told her, let's make a goal for Friday. Friday, Google um, a website that will go ahead and host your platform for the book for free. Look up a um, company that will go ahead and allow you to self-publish it and just see how they work. And then look up um, ideas of like where you want this book to go. That's all I said. I never said pay for anything. I never said, make sure you have the book done by Friday. I just said to do your fucking research, right? Mm-hmm. Thursday afternoon came. And as a good friend that I am, who has two kids as a single mom that works two jobs at the time, and I was doing the podcast, I said to her, hey, this is just a reminder. Tomorrow, make sure you have those three things. Greg, when I tell you this girl blew up on me, she was like, she was like, how you expect me to, you know, do this? You know, I'm not like you. I don't rush things. You went ahead and you rushed your three books and they still needed some editing that I'm not like you. I'm not going to go ahead and force work. Like when I'm, when I do it, I want to do it correctly. Mm. So I was like, are we deflecting? Because I never said Penny, make sure you have these books done by Friday. What I said was, um, make sure that you did your research that you said you were going to do from Monday mm. tomorrow. That's all I said. The end of the day tomorrow on a Friday, right? Mm-hmm. Great. It's not even because she said something about my books while I'm irritated. It's because you asked me to be your accountability person and I agreed. And all I'm doing is holding you accountable to doing your research 
on the process of doing this book, right? This book that mm-hmm. you say, and instead of you be like, oh shit, thank you for reminding me with everything else you got going on. Um, I'm gonna make sure I do it tonight. Uh, you basically uh, turn me into the enemy and try to downplay work that I have done that you were like supposed to be so proud about. So to me, it came mm. off phony, very fake, very like, girl, you've been holding on to this this whole time. And so now we're just like, I don't like I don't I don't see that as like a true friendship how it should be. You know what I'm saying? If you can't be honest with me before we get to this point where you feel like attacked or the light is in my face and you attack me when I'm trying to help you because you asked for my help, what can I do? Like I don't want to tell you anything good that's going on in my life anymore. I don't want to share anything where I may need your help or um, your thought process will come in handy anymore because I don't know if it's genuine or not. Mm-hmm. Now it's at a point where like, I still want the best for her. I still want her to, you know, prosper out here, but I don't, I just don't know how to have a fake conversation with somebody that's supposed to be a friend. Mm. I, I, I feel you. I, I feel you. But I, I slightly, I got, I got to push back just, just slightly, because yeah. why, 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 I do agree. Sometimes you can't really wish the best for niggas, and the reason why I say that <laughs> is because, like, like, like you told, like you told me before, like everybody can't be a friend, and sometimes you shouldn't hold on to friendships. The older I've gotten, that that is the approach I've taken. Sometimes you can't wish people the best. Sometimes you actually hope that the worst happens for them. Like, I hope that their relationship don't work out. I hope, I hope that the next friend that they have ain't a friend. I hope that, you know, just not like you don't wish death on them or nothing like that. You just yeah, honestly I, hope that. As to me, that's negative energy. That's like, you are giving negative energy, so now I'm going to come back and I'm going to give you negative energy. I'm not going to give you no energy at all. Yeah, but here's yeah. the thing. It's, it's, it's no sweat off your back. It's no energy. Just you can hold that in. You don't have to say it to anybody. You ain't got to write it into a journal or nothing like that. You can mm. just say to yourself, you can sit in an empty room and just say, you know what? Let me just think about how I was treated when we were four years old, three years old. If you were like, the, you know, the elite of the elite when it comes to being smart and shit like that. The golden rule was treat others the way you want to be treated. So the fact that we learned that at an early age, they taught us that and instilled it in us. Like, you know what? If you're good to people, people will be good to you. So. Take that fast forward 18 to 20 years. So now you are an adult and that same rule don't apply. Yeah, I, I wish the worst for you. Like, I really hope that you run into, I, I hope you run into a situation where, and the reason why I'm about to like dig in really deep about something with me, because I have like a personal vendetta out for a certain person. So do you want the context or do you want me just get the point across? So it, it, it's up to you, but. You know what? Let me just dig into it. So, I got to get my shit off. So, but before I do that, I, I want to just ask this question for the listeners who are in the room right now. Have you ever been put in a situation where you were too afraid to let a person that was no longer good for you go because you thought that you were being there? I guess, and I'm sorry, because you thought you being there would help them change. So, let me repeat that question. 
have you ever have you have you ever been put in a situation where you were too afraid to let a person that was no longer good for you go mm-hmm. because you thought that you were the person that would help them change that can be a relationship that can be a friendship that can be j- just somebody that you worked with a coworker something like that just take that, leave a voice note. If you are listening on the podcast, just, you know, send us an email, go ahead and just contact us on Twitter, social media, something like that. I want y'all to sit with that for a minute while I tell the story and then, you know, give your responses in the voice notes and stuff like that. So it smells the, like an element in here. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so basically, you know, and we got a voice note already, but I, I just got to get this off. So basically I had a friend, I think I already told the story before you chance. So I had a mm-hmm. friend, who told me that they didn't know they no longer fucked with me. Now, the reason why they said they didn't fuck with me, they told they told my best friend, my, you know, my actual best friend this. They said, hey, I don't fuck with Greg anymore. Cool. But the thing is, I would much rather you tell me that. The fact that they didn't tell me made yeah, me salty, but I all that, nigga. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, I, I don't think I'm not a relatable person. I try to keep it a being with everybody. I try to be, uh, and I'm the most helpful nigga that you will ever meet. Ever. Like there's not a lot of people who be like, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and put you out there before I put myself out there. I've put people on, shout out to like old podcasting friends and stuff like that. I know they listen. I know mm-hmm. probably they hate me right now. I know they're like, well, damn, Greg, like, you know, we don't have the show anymore, blah, 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 blah. But I, I guess I can just address that too. So we had another show and the other show didn't work out because of creative differences, if you want to call it that. Basically, like they wanted to go in one direction. I figured we already in that direction. All you got to do is just wait it out and let it work, right? It's going to work out. But the thing is, stop changing things that work. It's worked before you. It's worked with you. And I guarantee you it's going to work after you. Yeah. So just just taking that in turn, I look at that now. And Chan, you and I know we've talked about these situations. It's like if they would have just waited and just saw the process for what it was from people who already know and have experienced podcasts and you know, just the situation that had happened, they would have known if you just had foresight to know Greg got this shit and he's gonna bring you along with you. You know, he's Listen, gonna bring you with him. It's hard for people who don't do the work to see the process. Yeah, but here's the thing now, these same people, they listen. And I know they listen because I've seen them listen. I've seen the numbers. We we see the people in the text. We know who is in here, right? We we know who is privy to us. What they don't know is behind the scenes, we've been working. So when I go and I tell people, hey, you know, this might be the move. This can make you some money. There, there are friends right now that I know that aren't working. And I put them on. It's like, yo, you want to make some money? You want to make some money that you ain't got to go out here in the streets doing, you know, dirt. You ain't got to do, this, you know, this, that, and the third. More importantly, do you? You ain't gotta you ain't gotta be on you ain't gotta be on OnlyFans selling your pussy for $19.99 and you only got eight subscribers, okay? I've got friends like that, okay? I have people out here who honestly they 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 overvalue and they're undervalued at the same time. When I say that meaning they overvalue themselves, but they ain't really worth a damn. And it happens. I understand it. But the thing is, Greg, right here, the guy who's talking to you, I understand your plight. So tying us all back in, that same friend who said that they did not fuck with me, right? So the same friend that said he didn't fuck with me, I get a call from my ex-girlfriend, ex-girlfriend, the summer later, after he tells, you know, he tells everybody, oh, I don't fuck with Greg, you know, you know, he, he thinks he's always right. He does this. I'm like, okay, cool. It is what it is. The, 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 the following fucking summer, I get calls from my exes. I get calls from people in these little group chats that we're in on group me. 
hey, uh, your boy out here wilding, man. He he did something with a girl that he ain't had no business doing, blah, 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 blah. And I'm not going to spill the beans. I'm just saying he did some shit he didn't have to do. Now, mm-hmm. I asked him, I was like, yo, I can correct this for you if you want. The reason why, I will step out in front of the bullet for you and say, hey, you my man, and I get it. Like, whatever you had done, if you did it, I'd rather you tell me that, but I want to address it for you to make sure that people know that's not your character, right? You know yeah. what he told me? He was like, don't worry about it. I got it. But mind you, I had done all this without even knowing he didn't fuck with me, right? Mm-hmm. So once I found out that he didn't fuck with me, you know, it came out that, oh, well, the same dudes that he thought fucked with him, his friends and all that, they found out the situation that had happened. They wanted to jump him. They wanted to fight him. They mm-hmm. wanted to whoop his ass and all that. So then what happens more recently? I'm starting to get message from said ex-friend. The same person who didn't fuck with me like, hey, yo, man, you know, I miss the old times that, you know, tagging us in throwback photos and throwback Thursday. Like, ain't no throwback Thursday. More importantly, like, just like you said, you can't keep people. You don't keep people. I had to learn with that one person. Some people, not only do you not keep them, you don't have to fuck with them. And yeah. the older I get, it's not that I don't fuck with you. Like, I still care. I hold something in my heart for you. You, you know, my mom, you know, my dad, you know, my brothers and sisters and stuff like that. You family to me. However, like, just because you're in my left titty don't mean that I'm keeping you there. Like, you, you're cool. If I see you out in public, I'll speak and I'm going to keep that shit moving because you might not fuck with me, but you know who I am. So all, all I'm, I'm going to say to end that before we play this, uh, this voicemail is this. Ha, ha, ha. Because <laughs> I, I, I don't want to be petty, but sometimes you just got to talk your shit. A lot of people will say, oh, Greg, you're being rude. You're putting it out there. Trust me, I could put a whole lot more, but I don't because I want to still be in a relationship with people where it's like, you know what? I'm not rubbing people the wrong way. However, the people who are trying to slander my name or the mm-hmm. people who just didn't see the vision and they wanted things to be the way that they wanted them to be, I can guarantee you now. I don't care how you feel anymore because the checks is rolling in. Boom. The money is coming in. Mm. And oh, I, I wanted y'all to. Right here. I, I'm, I'm telling you, y- y'all keep going. You know, you keep riding Amtrak while we ride in the cellar. I want. I'm going straight to it. I want to get to the money. I ain't trying to make no stops. Yeah. And you know, shout out to you know stereo. Shout out to Instagram, social media, and more importantly, the ability to be on a platform like this where you couldn't get this in 160 characters. I'm not doing no tweet storms. I'm not going on Instagram making subliminals. And tagging people. No, I don't do none of that shit. You gotta pay me for this content. And if you're not paying me, trust me, somebody is. Y'all gonna get that later though. We're gonna talk about that later, but let's go ahead and play one of these voicemails. So, first voicemail. uh, I, okay, so I'm a person of color, right? So I had this guy, friend, and he's white. He's very like. I guess she has another voicemail. Here we go. That was Habibi, so let's go again. I have a friend, and he was basically just very, 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 like, almost heartless. Right? So I'm, I'm a girl. I'm very empathetic, very warm, I would say. And I always just gave him, like, relationship advice, like, things to do, like, what, how he could deal with things emotionally. I was there with for his, his grieving, everything, celebrating everything. He was just always so mean and so rude and he'd always play it off as a joke and I'd be like it's okay like and he'd tell me you're the emotional center of my 
brain or some shit like that. Like he'd be like, you just make me so much better and you make me this and you make me that. And he'd end up putting me in so many situations where I'd have to defend myself for being friends with him because he'd be rude to people I know. And he put me in so many situations where I had to apologize for people on his behalf just because I thought that I was helping him. And it was just awful. Like, Mm. I, I, let me see if she has another voicemail first before we dive into that oh she she did have another one so let's just play that first. and so that guy friend right he um he was he was white right i'm basically arab a muslim i'm very like i have a lot of friends who are you know non-white friends they're very always very open about speaking about their culture and whatnot and man he was so offensive to some of them. He would always say racist shit. He once offended a waiter as I was sitting with him and I had to apologize to my own people. Like it was just so bad. And my brain was so like almost manipulated. I was almost like doing everything to get some sense through him to be like, this is wrong, man. I don't know why your ideologies are like, I don't know why these are your principles. And then I realized like, why am I doing this? Like, I really, really thought I could make someone change to be a decent human being when this ain't my response. Like, this isn't my responsibility. This isn't what I need to be doing right now. Like, it's it was so bad. Listen, you can't fight ignorance with knowledge because they're not even open to receive it. It's pointless. And I feel like he was keeping you around as like, oh, I'm not like that. Look at my such and such friend. And you have to be aware of people like that because their character is going to start rubbing off on you. Like, damn, she's friends with this this prick. She's friends with this asshole right here. Like, you don't want that to be a part of like your image or your character when you go places. And people like that is just bad energy. And a lot of people stay around people who they think are their friends, who they think have their best interests, and then they'll put you in situations like that. Let me tell you something. A friend never puts you in a situation for your character to be looked at. Ever. Mm-hmm. Okay. You put it nicer than me. Here we go. <laughs> you can't... Some people just have a black heart and they need to be coddled in order to make themselves feel better, but they will literally put you in front of the gun to catch the bullet. But that's just my first point. My second point is, and somebody's going to feel a way about this, but it's the honest to God truth. You can't change your white friends. The reason why I say that is because a lot of the things they do is not learned behavior. It's a trait. It's not a trend. It's shit that they know and like instant, like basically something they know. They know for a fact that they can do it. They can get away with it and you won't check them. And he's like, oh, that's my friend. She's not going to say anything to you. That's, you know, that's my brown friend. You know, that's my this friend. That's my black friend. This is my lady friend, blah, blah, blah. That's that reaction. So he's expecting you to defend him because that's your boy. That's your friend. But what you have to do is you have to make that situation awkward for him. So say, for example, you and him are in a coffee shop and you and him standing side by side and he goes and he makes a really racist remark towards the barista, right? He goes and makes this really racist remark. Instead of going and just standing to the side and just letting him get his shit off, you call his ass out and air him out right there in the Starbucks. It only yeah. takes one time. Only takes one time. Our parents 
you know, me being black, like, Chan, I don't know how your parents did things, but this is how my parents reacted. It's only going to happen one time. When I was four <laughs> years old, we're, we're in the middle of Montgomery Mall. So what happened was, you know, I called myself being big and bold. What I did was, you know, I got, you know, I saw my mom, she's checking out clothes and uh, Heckinger's and all that. So what did I do? I tried to go run off. I darted. I, you know, my mom, she, she just, she's going to look for me because, you know, that's my mom. She has to come look for me. I'm her kid. Do you know what my mom did? She fucking left. She said, yeah, okay. A lesson. She left. She taught me a lesson. And you know what I didn't do after that? I didn't go fucking running off. Like, I'm not saying go beat your kids. No, do no, no shit like that. What I'm saying is learned behavior can be changed, but people don't. That, yeah. that friend of yours, he just might be a trash person. We've seen, you know, in the past four years, some people won't change, but there are also people who can be changed, but it's not your business to change them. What you can do is you can try to correct them. You can say it one time, but only give them that one time. If they continue to do that, that's behavior that's going to reoccur, regardless if you're in the room, your mom's in your room, or another one of their white peers are in the room. But you only give them one time. Stop giving people second and third chances to, oh, they can change. That's my friend. You know, no, they can't. That's the <laughs> whole point of the show. You can't, you know, you can't keep people. Some people yeah. just will not, they won't be there. That's a lost cause. Yeah. Like some people are on the boat and some people are at the dock. Which, where do you want to be at? So, yeah, that, oh boy. Oh my God. So, you know. Yeah, but you know, just for people who listen again, I wanted to pose that question for anybody else who wants to answer it. The question is: Have you ever been put in a situation where you were too afraid to let a person that was no longer good for you go because you thought you were there in order to help them change? I feel like that is, you know, a wide scope that people can answer that question. So, in, in the scope of people answer, you know, answering that question, I, I wanted to touch on something else. In, in in a different vein, in a different vein. Mm -hmm. uh, so, in terms of family, we've talked about friends. <laughs> in terms of in terms of family, is it okay not to keep some of them? Hell can, yeah! Can well, can okay. they be your this way, um, Greg? I don't mm -hmm. look at family the traditional way. I mm. look at people as your people first your relative second, and then based upon your actions and your character towards me or, or my, uh, what, what you call that? My kids or whatever. That's how I, I categorize you as family. I, I'm, a, I'm related to a lot of people, but I don't consider them all family because they never acted as such. So, and those people I'm willing to lose or not have around. Those people yeah. have never met my kids on purpose. Um, oh, absolutely. So, I believe yeah. you should. Yeah, I, I have to agree. So, some family, like you and I talked about this before, like some family could really just be in the friend bubble. Like they around when they around, but uh -huh. you don't really have to fuck with them. Um, I told you some of my family in different states. Like, yeah, y'all my family because I mean I can't get rid of you, motherfuckers. Like, y'all are part of the bloodline. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, brother. Not like no. Like, trust me. Like, I told I told you about the Black Widow of our family. You know, yeah. I've, I've, I've I've 
divulge a lot of information that honestly, like if somebody in my family listens, they know for a fact who I'm talking about. But more importantly, they'll probably ask the question, well, great. Why are you putting this information out there? Why are you saying these things? I'm like, honestly, this is my platform. These like podcasts are kind of like a journal, if you want to call it. It's like a time capsule. So like, why am I doing something? Why are you on my dick? Yeah, yeah. Get, get off my dick. More importantly, like if you listening, you listening for the tea. Well, guess what? This is grade A tea, right? This is the green tea. This is the good shit. This is the shit that's $4.83 at Starbucks, okay? This is shit yeah, I, I'm I'm not playing with people. So you know, just to answer the question, you know, with family, you know, is it okay to not keep them? Yes, because a lot of family, just like friends, they eliminate themselves with their actions. Listen, they say and one one time, one time, just like you when your children do things, you give them one time. Yeah, the same thing with your friends and family. Just give them one time. Like, trust me, I, I've had friends say things like, even as adults have said mm-hmm. things and I was like yo I know for a fact that's fucked up but I'm gonna stick by them that, that's my friend maybe he was just drunk he said it and he didn't mean it but the thing is they meant that shit you know what's that uh that quote about like when you're drunk you say things that you mean like yeah. I forgot how that yeah. when you're drunk because it's a crutch it's a crutch that excuse to be a dick yeah so like you know full transparency again because you know Greg I like to tell stories right so I had I had a friend past tense I had a friend who he, he was dating this girl. So he's dating this girl and they're getting along. I told him, I was like, yo, she might be the one for you. You need to get with her, right? So he goes and they're dating and stuff like that. And I get a call one night, two o'clock in the morning, not from him, from her. Because, you know, basically all our boys, like we like have Facebook messenger and stuff like that. And our girlfriends can contact us that way, just in case like we're all out drunk and we can't reach each other. So she contacts me and she's like, Greg, like, you know, I had to call the police on him, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, what happened? And she's like, well, I don't want to get into it right now. I was like, so you just called me knowing that I I'm going to ask you what happened. Yeah, I was like, tell me the story and tell me the truth. Because the thing is, you know, I'm going to have to go relay this message to him. I don't want yeah. it to be a thing where you told me and, you know, it's your word against his. I want to see if these stories correlate, right? So she tells me pretty much they get in an argument and he kicks her out of his like apartment. But the thing is he has those steps in his apartment that there's a space between the stairs. Yeah. And he goes and he, I don't say he pushed her down the steps, but he kicked her and she was just standing at the edge of the steps who falls down the steps, but her, I was like, yo, that's domestic abuse right there. I was like, not only should you be calling the police, I don't even want to be a part of this. Was I wrong for saying I didn't want to be a part of it? Absolutely. So I made a wrong mistake there. I realized this. So the next day I called him and I wanted to hear his side of the story. So he says, well, Greg, you know, she told me blah, 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 blah. And I was like, okay, but still that is a woman. It could have been a man. It could have been a dog or bird. Some just stop putting your hands and feet on people. So I asked him, I was like, yo, why did you do it? And he says to me, she went and, you know, told me, basically she told him something that he wasn't in agreement with. I'm going to let you guys just let your minds wander about that. And it was something that he didn't agree with, something that he didn't ask for. And as a result, he gets mad and he does what he does. I told him at that very moment, this can't work. And he's like, what do you mean? And mind you, I've seen him since. And, you know, he tries to, you know, this is still my boy, we're still my friend. I'm like, no, like when I say we're friends, it's like I acknowledge you and we had that relationship once, but that relationship has changed. 
not because of the situation that you put yourself in, but the fact that now I'm entangled in that situation. Because that's yeah. information one I didn't know. You know, I didn't need to know. But more importantly, you put your hands on a woman. I see that as like if a guy put their hands on you, a guy put their hands on my mother, a guy puts their hands on just any woman. It doesn't have to be a family or friend. If I see that shit out, I'm not one of those people who's going to be like, hey, like, you know, I'm going to stay out of it. It's their business. Like, I might not jump in it and catch a bullet, but I'm calling somebody. I'm going to call the police or something like that. Somebody be like, oh, that's snitching. Hey, if your sister had that same situation happen to you. To someone who has a child with someone who came to my house and punched me in the face with my two kids there. See? Shit like that. And, and, now, and now that we have a kid, I have to have a cordial relationship with this person. And we used to be really close and I don't know you, but I can work around this and just give you the minimum, the bare minimum and the respect as her dad, but that's it. But as a man, I don't respect them. Yeah. And and that's how it should be. Like any, you know, every every man who is in earshot probably already agrees that you should not put your hands on a woman. And yeah. in tenfold, a woman a woman shouldn't put their hands on a man. However, there are certain circumstances that I'm going to say this and the men are going to be offended. Sometimes y'all need y'all asses whipped because it's not that you didn't put your hands on a woman for her to put her hands on you. Some of the shit that comes out of a lot of dudes' mouths deserve to get hands put on them. Saying things like, oh, if you know, if you if you weren't acting like a bitch or something, you know, I hate that term, but it, that's something that somebody would say. Now, I'm not justifying a woman hitting a man. All I'm saying is this. I'm not Sometimes, justifying of it, but a lot of a lot of times men don't know how to process their thoughts and their anger mm-hmm. and their aggression. And then it'd be like two minutes of you just being dumb that yeah. will change every fucking thing. And I think yeah. a lot of men need to check themselves on what a woman may say, what a woman may do, even a woman spitting in your direction you need to be able to check yourself not to make a move yeah like it's common sense i I don't honestly i don't even have anything to retort that what you say makes crystal clear sense and if a man doesn't understand it that's not a man that in turn is a bitch so if a woman says a man and i raise i raise my daughters to to know like if you go and you put your hands on somebody Expect two hits back. Expect oh. somebody to pump you out. Like you don't um, know no hits. You don't spit on nobody. You don't say nothing that you need to take back. You say what you need to say when you need to say, and don't apologize for that shit. Mm-hmm. Well, basically, this is how I carry the situation, and how I'm going to carry the situation the same way my mother would. So, basically, my mom was in a abusive relationship with a man, and yeah. It only took him two times. The first time he hit her and he tried to do the apology thing. And mm-hmm. a few weeks later, he did that shit again, right? Yeah. So my mom said, okay, after the first time, that's all it's going to take for me. But, I, you know, I'm going to stay with him because maybe, you know, he got lost in translation. He didn't understand the magnitude that he had done. Not Plus, so- he apologized. No, but here's, here's what she did. Here's, here's what my mom did. I ain't going to put her name out there, nothing like that. But what yeah. she did, she started hitting the gun range. So she, on, she started hitting. Everybody, everybody. She started hitting the gun range, and after the second time, she said, "Okay, cool. Okay, he hit her. 
He tried to apologize. She said, I can't shoot him dead. I can't kill him. So what she did was strike number three. He tried, right? So what he did was he, you know, he started arguing with her. He acted like he was going to hit her. And at the end of the night, he tried to go to sleep. Do you know what she did? She waited till he went to sleep and hit his ass in the head with the gun just to let him know. Just like you knock on the door. When, when I say she nigga knocked, she nigga knocked with a pistol. And ever since that, ever since that day, ever, when I see him out, he has the utmost respect for women. And I've seen him many a times. And all it takes is for one person to correct you. That's why we have like cops out here that are doing the things that they're doing to, you know, our black men and women. Uh, we have men disrespecting women because they feel as though, and this is across the board, especially with the women situation, women get disrespected. And the reason why men don't correct themselves is because they listen to their peers who are just like, nah, it's cool, man. Like you didn't do anything. Wrong. That's why you had these niggas on Twitter. Like everybody got to combat words. Like, you know, I was wrong at one point when, you know, I sided with Tory Lane. I was like, you know what? Like, let him speak. Let him speak. I should have just said, you know what? She said what the fuck she said. And we're going to go with that. Then when he started doing and saying a little stupid shit, he was always like, you know what? I was absolutely wrong. And I said, from that point on, a woman could tell me that a fucking alien fell out of the sky and shit on somebody's head. And I'm like, you know what? I ain't see it, but I got to believe it. Because why she got to lie? Well, why she got to lie? And even if she does, I would much rather come out that it was a lie. And then I could just take it from there. Tying that all in, like men just, I, I've known men to like historically just be shitheads. And they do and say things that they don't mean. And they do things just with the intent of hurting people. So like when we had Habibi tell that story about like her white guy friend who mm -hmm. he would speak to her any type of way. Now, mind you, he wouldn't have done that to a male. He did that because not only was she a person of color, she was a woman of color. Yeah. Now, that, that to me, like, you can't keep him. So if that's the segment that we're doing, you can't keep him. I wouldn't yeah. say go pistol whip him like my mama did, but just don't <laughs> keep him. <laughs> don't keep it. So we got another voicemail. So let, let's let's play this and then we'll get to some more topics. Yo, what's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? I'm back. <laughs> hey, what's what's going on, Jungle? <laughs> our, our boy Jungle is back for another episode. Like, you know, he is hilarious. So last night we had a very like interesting topic or two or three or four, and Jungle came in with some heat. So hopefully, Jungle, like since you're here, you might as well answer one of the questions. The main one being. Have you ever been put in a situation where you were too afraid to let a person or now you can say or a family member and let them go because you thought that you were there to help them change? That's the question. Hopefully you can answer that. Anybody else that's listening, you can answer that. So, Jen, do you, uh, I, I guess since we're asking questions, I have one more for you. If, okay. if you want to answer it for me. Um, I have this written down as keeping it spicy. So, Jen. Mm. What's more comfortable for ladies, anal beads or the plug? And with the plug, what is the proper method of pulling them out? Not putting them in ever. Like, I don't do that. Like, I'm not that lady. I am not that special lady. No, I don't. I don't do that. That whole play. That is a forbidden hole. You know, like the beauty and the beast is like... Don't you ever go in there. It's forbidden. That's oh my, my God. <laughs> okay. Don't go in there. Okay. 
Yeah, yeah like I, I, I'm with you. Like I have when I posted on Instagram, people were like, "Oh yeah, well, there's a certain technique to anal beads and stuff like that." But I'm like, I don't want to yuck at everybody's yum. But to me, like as a guy, like anal hasn't been something that like I've been intrigued about with a woman. I'm like, oh, all that pussy just sitting there, and you just like, you know, <laughs> I got it's just, it's just right there. It's just there for you. And you're like, you know what? I just want to try a different hole. So I want to ask the men, the men who inquire about certain things, like the asshole. Is the reason why you as a man are so intrigued by a woman's asshole is because you feel like that is a hole that has not been conquered by a lot of men? Because I've heard men say this before. They're like, hey, you know, yeah, she may have slept with like three or four people, but she's only done anal once or she's never done it before. Let me do that. Or you try to do things to check off the list that she hasn't done to be the only person that she's done it with. So hopefully somebody can answer that question for me because boy. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. Yeah, I, I mean, did you have to tell me why? <laughs> oh, my God. Let me see. You know, th- this is the f- so we actually have to do the the homie check in again, the little shout out thing. So y- you got to go ahead and shout out some more people all over again. Yeah, who we got? Who we got? Who we got? Um, we got Gigi. We got Warrior Huntress. We got Mary Roberts. We got Food Famous Texas. We got Big Head. She ain't got a head bigger than mine. We got uh, Jungle on here for the check-in, Pastor Keith. Uh, we got Sweet Poison. We got Scorpio, PJ. We got TJs. We got Camellia. We got uh, Mike 12, J Dollars again. Jeff 5, Dutch Twisted. Okay. We got Vince Soul Photography. Oh, he taking pictures. Snap him. We got Poster Boy. Who else we got? We got T.S. Lucy Knows Best. I like a little hat tail. We got Conservative OG. And we got David22. What's up, y'all? Thank you for checking in and things. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, God, like... I'm still waiting on people to add, you know, to answer this question because it's sitting on my spirit about you know, just letting go. I just need to know if people have ever been put in that situation where, like, you're just too afraid to let that person go. It could be a friend. It could be a relationship. It could be a family member. So I guess since nobody else has answered yet, we can just, I guess you and I could just go off the cuff with it. Have you ever been, not in a relationship, but have you ever, like, been talking to somebody, involved with somebody, be like, you know what? Like, I really don't want to let that person go because you saw potential like, no. Have you ever just been, you've never been in that situation? No, I've always felt like um, I give people chances to improve, space to improve. I talk to them about it. I do my um, my three-month check-in on the temperature of the situation. And then mm-hmm. they either get better or they don't get better. And they they expect you to come down to their level and I'm, I've never come down to a level for anybody so then mm-hmm. I, I limit you I start mm-hmm. to limit my efforts you know if I can give you a 10 in effort I'm now giving you a 6 because that's what you deserve um, okay. and then once you once they point it out and they see that I'm not doing you know what I used to or I'm not putting in the effort or I'm just like shrugging it 
then I my door is always open. You can always leave and I can always exit. And it's no hard feelings. We just not it for each other. You can't do you can't feed me. So that's mm. how Okay. All right. So I'm about to make a very like like broad like type of I guess statement. It's something that I read on Twitter and I was trying to draw my own conclusions about it. So the person said asking questions before giving advice to get context to what they want to fix. So basically, I guess like I want to phrase this in a question. Should you be asking people questions? Like say, for example, you and I are having a conversation and you want my advice on something. Uh Should you or shouldn't you ask the right questions to get the context and what they want to fix? So I guess... So you don't want the context. You just want to give them a broad answer. Rule of thumb for me is let people ask you for your opinion when they're over 21. Mm -hmm. If you're under 21 is the only time I will accept motherfucking context clues, sign language, um, hints with nods, uh, motherfucking crying and pointing. No, you need to use your words. Like if you want my opinion, if you want my help, you need to say, I need your help. Can you help me? Like, I'm not doing none of that shit because that shit yeah. will have you assuming somebody needs something and then you go through all this fucking effort and you do it and then they don't appreciate mm-hmm. it. They turn around and do this shit right here. But I never asked you to do that. Yeah. But you never yeah. stopped me either. Exactly. So. Again, I, I agree. I agree. So, obviously, you know, I, I come with the questions. I, I, I came with it today. So, this one is, you know, we'll skip the question from before. And this is a question I really want everybody to answer. And I'm going to keep repeating it because I want to hear your responses. We want to hear your responses. So, the question is this. If someone asked you to compliment yourself today without mentioning your aesthetic features, what are three ways you could describe you? Mm. I could do that. I could do that. Um, I'm energetic. Like that's a mood. You'll always feel that before you see that. I'm confident. I don't second guess myself when I say things or do things. And I'm uh elite at minding my fucking business. Mm. So let me let me see if I if I have to come up with three and mind you I'm thinking of these now. So number one I would say I'm family oriented and that means some friends too like I care about you if mm-hmm. you care about yourself you ain't even got to care about me family oriented it just means that to me. Number two I'm an overachiever I have a lot of goals and aspirations I have things that I know I want to do but I'm going to try to go get those done and it won't be a thing of I didn't try. If I fail, I'd rather fail knowing I tried than just not trying that shit at all. So to me, I always call myself like an overachiever and that's just what it is. And I guess another like compliment outside of aesthetics is I will beat your ass if you come at me. <laughs> so, like, I, like, you know, a, a lot of people have me fucked up. I know I'm tying this back into what we talked about early because it, it's, it's sitting on my spirit. It's, just, it's still sitting there. And you know, I had to get my shit off about it, but a, a lot of people just need their ass beat one good time, just once. Yeah. Like, and 
I, I don't want to be the person to do it to them. Like, you know, I believe in karma. I believe in bad juju. Now, I'm not really big into astrology. That's something that I don't really follow. It's not my ministry. However, I do believe in the art of those hands and you don't want to catch them. It is worse than COVID. You know, mm. some people might, I'm telling you, these hands are worse, you know, worse than COVID and you don't want to catch these hands. So saying that, um, don't get me fucked up, but I love my family. I'm an overachiever, but you will catch these hands. That, that's basically what I want to say. But more importantly, the reason why I asked that question is because I want people who are listening to the show, anybody can hear us live or on the podcast and stuff like that to talk your shit and be your own self-confidence. I've seen a lot of people on social media that they get their confidence from social media. Like even on this platform, I've seen people get their confidence by, you know, being complimented by the men. Like the men are going to compliment you because they want to fuck. And we all know men don't even, they don't need a picture. They can, they can just jerk off off of a voice. They can be attracted off a of voice. And no matter if she, it, it's a fact though. Like be your like, own self-confidence. Mm-mm. Yeah, it, it, it's just a fact. I want people to just know you are the person. Your own hype man. Be your split star. Be that person. That, you know, if if a dude tell you ugly, be like right, like this this nigga, he don't know no better. Like be that person. Uh, <laughs> it, it's it's the truth though. You ha- you have to be your self confidence because if you aren't, people want to just tear you down. That's why you have, like I said, people on Twitter who, God forbid, you post a photo of yourself. There's that one fucking troll who's like, oh, she's ugly, and oh, but you know who like big butts, nigga like me, like. Oh, yeah. What'd you say? Can I do a PSA right now? Because this oh. is a Oh, go for it. Go for it. Go off. Can we stop going on IG, Facebook, and hitting the live button to record when you are in your feelings about the friends you've accumulated that don't support your shit? Mm-hmm. When you're you're and you're noticing for the first time that the people you spend the most money with, hang out the most, um, and and do the most shit with, don't care about what you're working on, don't want to support you, but they always got their hands out for some free tickets because y'all friends. Or mm-hmm. you got product, go ahead and send me a T-shirt or send me a book. Bring a book by the house. Like, nah, it's on the website. Like, oh, you <clears> like this. It's on the web. Like, oh, you want this mug? It's on the website. You have to go to a point where you got to be the one cheering you on until your crew come. Like, you're for real. Yeah. You really have friends. They're going to put your name in, hit Google, and find every fucking thing you're working on and try to figure out how they can get to the event how they can support the business, what they have to do. Like, they're not going to come to you with their hands out looking for free shit. Stop getting five fine about that bullshit. Yeah. Here's my rule. My rule is I ain't got it. That that is my rule of thumb. (laughs) Nobody should be asking you for nothing. Like, you're a new dad and you're married. You're out of order. Yeah, I'm 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 somebody husband, I'm somebody daddy, and number three, y'all got me fucked up. The reason why I say this <laughs> the, the, the reason why I say that is this. Like, 
like you said, people, they will have their hands out. They'll ask you for things. They'll be like, oh, like I, I've, I've seen like you have merch. So people probably, like you said, they'll go and, hey, can I get this for free? Or hey, can I get this from a discount? You don't ask nobody else but me because you think you got it like that. Here's the answer. You don't. And more importantly, you got have that five for free. No, I, I'm telling you, nothing in this world is free. But more importantly, the shit that I own, the things that I put my, you know, blood and sweat and tears in ain't mm. for free. Like, I'm telling you, as sure as I am black, the platform we have on here on stereo or the people who are listening to this podcast, I'm telling you. We try to bring certain people along. We try to tell people, yo, this is the wave. This is what you need to get on. I don't want to hear from people in a month. <laughs> I don't want to hear from people. I don't want to hear from people in six weeks. I don't want to hear from people next Friday when, you know, we have people like Nick Cannon that come in here. I've seen comedians that I follow. I've seen their Netflix specials. People want like stereo. They, they think, okay, like Nick, that's actually Nick Cannon. Yes, nigga, that's Nick Cannon. And he's coming in here. He's watching y'all. Who knows? He might, he might decide to have Wild and Out or something else. He might want to start a fucking platform for podcasters and stuff like that. You are your brand. So when right. I tell people, I'm like, you you can't go and try to like appease people. And more importantly, like you taught me best. You can't bring other people along. Some people just don't have the vision that you have. So the best way to do it is to do that shit and show them, hey, from, you know, the 13th floor while they standing on the, you know, the first floor at the lobby and they looking up being like, yo, that motherfucker's on the balcony. He He's sitting out here with the binoculars looking down at us like, yeah, I am. The view looks beautiful from up here. And I'm telling you. <laughs> the, the blue ivy stare. She stare at everybody man, like they're a filth, honey. <laughs> I'm telling you. And, and here's the, the, re, the reason for my motivation. I, I've never told anybody this. So I've been listening to podcasts and like live shows and stuff like that for over 10 years. And the reason why I do this because I hated the radio. I hated the radio because every fucking six minutes, if they weren't playing a Drake song, they go to a commercial break. So I tried to buy XM radio thinking, oh, they ain't got no commercials. Them niggas got commercials too, right? So I was like, let me go and just listen to podcasts. The reason why is it's people like me, everyday people who can just talk their shit, talk their thoughts. And more importantly, the thoughts and opinions that I would get were actually fleshed out thoughts. They weren't like tweets where it's like, okay, that person said that shit in 2010, but they don't mean that shit in 2018 that, that's just not how it works podcast you can feel and you can hear people grow like you've grown on your show we've grown on our show like it, it's one of those things where you can tell people grow with podcasting however now like it's like oversaturated where the people just you come up with a show you do it for six weeks you feel you like you're a podcaster you're not you're just somebody who had a show and it's coming down so j- just tying it all in for me like with our show, we both, like you and I, we take our shit seriously. So when we try to tell people, yo, like, stu- you know, stereo is the wave, this is the wave, this is the wave, and people just don't take it seriously, I don't want to hear from you. Mm-hmm. I, I try, I give people calls, I'm giving people messages, and I'm saying, yo, this could be you, but you playing. Yeah. So I, I, just, I just hope people know, like, to take the platforms that you have seriously, and more importantly, like, tying it all in, you can't keep people. And just like you can't keep people, you can't teach people. Some people just have to learn. When they see you out here in Tulum and fucking uh, Cabo, Bora Bora, and they're like, yo, where the fuck they get that at? Why are they out here doing that shit? Because you done learn. So, well, I say, let me just go back to it. So, basically, my first podcast I ever listened to was The Black Guy Who Tips. So, The Black Guy Who Tips is a podcast with Rod and Karen. I've been listening to them 
forever. Like my views on things have changed because I've listened to this show. And the reason why I've listened to this show is because like, they're just like me. They're, you know, black folks that honestly just, they get it just like your show. She gets it. They just mm-hmm. get it. So more recently they did, um, a big deal with Spotify. So Joe button left Spotify, which means now they're looking for black podcasters. Some people were like, wait, why would they go ahead and join Spotify? I don't know how much money they're making off of Spotify. I don't know what they get from Spotify. All I know is they are exclusive on Spotify. They are getting to the money. Mm. Do I appreciate it? Absolutely. And people are like, well, you know, that just means like as a black podcaster, you can go and just, you know, you, you just sell, you're selling your content. You got damn right. I'm selling my content because think about it. If I've been giving you the, you know, this shit for free, I'm giving you good game for free. If somebody wants to pay me to give y'all good game for free, you got damn right. I'm going to do it. This is, this is the fine line right here. And people don't understand this about creators who create um, multiple things. Some people create to keep and, and build. And some people create to sell so they can mm-hmm. into their next and their next thing and their next thing. And then that thing that they stop on is like the main goal. Mm-hmm. Like for me, I do want to design footwear, but I know I can't go overseas to Italy right now until a factory make a minimum of a thousand of this of this shoe. Oh yeah, and I got the money up front right now. I don't have the money, but I know I'm mm-hmm. a person. Therefore, I have to do the things that are in my arm's reach that I can do to create content, which can fund the things that I need for my life to get me there. And if you look at all the creators of, let's say, for instance, these fucking apps, look, mm-hmm. look at the creators of Waze. The creators of Waze, the two guys live here in Atlanta and they sold the Waze app to Google. And now mm-hmm. they're on their next thing. Like they are fucking billionaires living in Atlanta. Nobody knows who they are. They're not all over social media. They're not blasting the fact that they did the Waze app. Waze app is old now. What's mm-hmm. the name? And a lot of people talk about, oh, you're selling your content. You're selling this. Listen, anything you release to the world is no longer yours anymore. Mm. So people will manipulate it and use it. That goes for music. That goes for uh, fashion. That goes for writing. That goes for talking, anything. It's out in the world now. You need to come with something new. If somebody tries to copy or imitate, that's flattery. You got to come with something new. And if you're not willing to do that, that's, this is not it for you. You need to go to clock like the other 10 workers that's sitting at the desk and make sure you make your quota so they can keep you in that desk. Like there's exactly. different people in life. And when you're a creator... You don't get stuck on one thing. You have to be multifaceted to be dabbling multiple things at the same time in order to grow. And that's how that works. Exactly. I watched um, the Netflix documentary, The Social Dilemma. And mm-hmm. they, they talk a lot about like cybersecurity and everything like that. I, I listened to it and I heard it. But there was one thing that they said that struck me the most. And it made me think about you and I, how we carry ourselves, more importantly, where we want our directions to go. And the yeah. sentence was this, either you are the brand or you are the product. And it was so profound because I had to sit in my own stool and try to figure out what was I? Like, mm-hmm. Am I something that I can just give to the people? 
as a product or am I a brand? And the goal is to be a brand. The mission is to be a brand. You can be a product, but a brand, not only is it like, like you said, like with Waze, Waze is a, it's a product, but the people who created it, they are a brand. You can say in 10 years, hey, I created Waze. That's what happened with Waze. And even if Waze dies off, yeah. I'm going to the next thing. Like that's yeah. what happened like with Tom, like Tom in MySpace. Tom didn't have the vision for, you know, what was to happen after MySpace. That's why MySpace is a brand. It's not even a brand. It's just a product. It's just a social media product that honestly, it's the never Nobody knew. Yeah, there is no evolution to it. The difference between products and brands, brands evolve. You see Apple evolved. Microsoft evolved. Apple never joined in the iPod and the cell phone. Uh, that's the thing. If, if they wouldn't have... Yeah, but let's say it, it, it takes somebody. It takes somebody going to them in those meetings and saying, "You know what? We ma- we making all this money right now. Yeah. For in the next two or three years, yeah, we cool, we straight. But what the fuck else we gonna do after these three years? When shit, because right now, like our world just it keeps turning, and regardless of what the fuck we do, it's gonna keep turning. We can go and make a product, and that shit hits. Like right now, even with stereo, stereo is in. A perpetual state of moving because it's new. People are listening to it. People are starting to adapt to it. And they're like, yo, I like this shit. But eventually, like right now, the way that the app is built and the way that it's made, it's cool for now. But they can't stay stagnant. They have to continue to create new features. You don't want stereo to become Snapchat, where, yeah, Snapchat is cool and you can do a lot of sneaky shit oh, on Snapchat. You know, involved anymore. Nobody's sitting on Snapchat saying, hey, this is what I'm doing is that people that are cheating on their spouses and want the exactly to erase in 24 hours. Like I believe exactly. that elementary schools should have the people who had an idea, created a thing. And now that thing is pointless because technology has evolved and moved them. Like you shouldn't have the person that's in there that's successful. Bring in the person mm-hmm. that had the idea, created the product, and now the product is pointless because now every fucking car comes with GPS automatically. So nobody's buying GPS separate. So now what are you going to exactly. do? Like the as seen on TV product, ain't none mm-hmm. of those creators who have a patent for that shit bragging about their last creation. You know why? Because it's done Mm -hmm. now. Somebody's already on three prototypes just like that. You have to keep moving. And and I feel like children need to know and they need to understand that it's not all just about the idea. It's about how Mm -hmm. long you carry out and evolve that shit to actually mean something later. And that's why you have to be the brand. Because if you're a product, people will move you the fuck out the way. Exactly. Now, I, I'm, I'm going to take it, uh, you know, and just like expound on that. You you know the show Shark Tank, right? Yeah. So Shark, Shark Tank, they, they have a brand and product approach. And people who watch it, hopefully after they listen to the show, they'll understand where I'm coming from with it. When you watch the show Shark Tank, there are two different things. There are brands and there are products. There are people who come in. You know, they go on the show and they pitch their product and sometimes the product gets picked up and the goal for them with their product is to sell it to someone. Right. They, yeah. they you know, 
I, I came out with like, what is, what is a product that I can think of from Shark Tank? Okay. So there's a product called like Last Tissue and Last Swab and stuff like that, right? Like Kickstarter, it, was, it started as a Kickstarter campaign. I think it went on Shark Tank. Basically what happens is it's a reusable Q-tip. Nobody on planet Earth oh. 10 years ago. Yeah. No, no, nobody on planet Earth was thinking about a reusable Q-tip, right? Now, here's the caveat to it. You might think it's disgusting. You might think it sounds weird. Imagine for $12, you get a reusable Q-tip. It tells you that, you know what, you can use this for a thousand uses. Somebody will say it's gross, but another person like myself or others will say, how in the fuck do you clean it? So the same people in Shark Tank would ask the same questions. What you do with this last swab or whatever, what you do is you rinse it under the sink, you can use soap and water, and then it's a reusable Q-tip. Somebody be like, ew, like it's already been in my ear. But the thing is, it's not a cotton swab. It's literally like you're cleaning your ear with like mess pretty much. And it does become clean and everything like that. I've tested it out. I felt like, hey, it is a sustainable product that someone will use versus going and getting like a thousand dollar, like not a thousand dollar, a thousand count like swab Q-tip box, something like that, right? Not practically important. Yeah, and the thing is, it's not. It's, it's not, not at all. But the thing, it's not something like forever tires. Exactly, it's not, it's not something. Never had to buy another tire for your fucking car again because you have forever tires. Exactly. So, just in saying that, that is considered a product, right? However, the brand, the brand knew this, so they knew with the last swab. You know what? People might not fuck with that. Mm. So if they don't fuck with that, let's, since we are a brand, let's make more products. So they took last swab and they're like, okay, some people fuck with it. Some people don't, but we don't want to be that brand that we only have one fucking product. We want to keep putting out things that even if they don't fuck with that, there's something else for them. So if I go on their website right now for last swab, right? So it considers themselves to be the fir- the world's first reusable cotton swab, right? The issue is they don't just sell that anymore. They have something called last tissue. Now, somebody will be like, last tissue? Is that just a fucking, you know, is that, you know, Kleenex? No. It, it is a fucking, it, the way that they market last tissue, it is essentially a hanker, uh, like box of handkerchiefs, right? So you get six handkerchiefs. It's 12 bucks. And what they tell you is you can either hand, you know, you can hand wash it, soap and water and let it dry. Or you can put it in the washing machine like you would like a T-shirt or something like that. And it's reusable. Someone, for example, who does, I'm, I'm trying to think of what you would call that. People who like are out in the wilderness or do the backpacking thing, right? Say if you're a backpacker, you go cross country and stuff like that. This is a market for them. You market that to people who you know would use it. People who are really outdoorsy, people who you know are traveling a lot. You go to an airport, you're like, hey, I don't want to go to you know the little market in the airport and go and get Q-tips and get handkerchiefs and spend eight to ten dollars when I can just go and buy last tissue for this flight. And then even if I only use it once for that you know that little trip for that last swab, mm-hmm. guess what? It's only it's only twelve dollars. I can just get that more. So people will justify it that way. So. That was the second product. So I told him, I was like, you know what? That's a good idea. Someone needs to invest in that. So then he said, well, we have a new product out. So the new product is called Last Rounds, right? So Last Rounds, you guessed it, it is basically a reusable, sustainable, like it's an alternative to cotton. You know, the things that people like women, they wipe their makeup off on and everything like that. It's a reusable thing like that. And it's the same premise as the last swab and the last tissue. You can put it in the washer and dryer, or you could just wash it in the sink and, you know, reuse it. Somebody's like, well, what if I had makeup on it? I can tell you this now. 
the makeup doesn't stay. It's just like if you just washed a rag in the you know sink or something like that. And I, I respect I respect that people are finding ways where we don't have to keep throwing away shit and filling up landfills and shit, right? I understand yeah. that and I appreciate that. But at the same time, it's just some shit that people don't want to motherfucking keep clean or figure out where the last time they where where the fuck they put it at. Oh, absolutely. And the the good thing about that is when they market themselves as the brand, they don't market themselves at like, well, we're going to completely eliminate the need for fucking tissue. Like imagine somebody having like last tissue in their backpack. The last tissue is meant to be like, okay, technically it's a one-time use, but you can use it again if you have to. Now, what I yeah. say, you got to take a shit and you wipe your ass with the last tissue, you run it under the sink and then you wipe, you know, you wipe your face with it. Absolutely not. There are certain circumstances <laughs> that you would use this for. Listen, you got skin marks in your drawers as my child. <laughs> That's trash, yeah. honey. Don't clean those drawers. Like, we not yeah. doing that. Absolutely. So, I know, before we get to, because, you know, you got to go and do the, um, you know, the, the more shout outs, because we got even more. We got more people coming in here. Shout out to y'all. We're going to get to y'all in a second. So, you had, you had mentioned Apple, right? So, I just wanted to say that Apple, for their new iPhone, they aren't, like, providing, like, a charger or headphones, right? And the reason why is they want to be eco-friendly. They want to make sure that they don't leave a, you know, a trail when it comes to, you know, just like the environment and how they impact it. So they're just doing the iPhone, the new iPhones with the USB-C, the lightning cable, which has like a greater impact in the world in general. Plus people who have iPhones or any other like wireless like phone or something like that, they already probably had a charger anyway. They just need a new cable which I thought yeah. Apple was really smart about that. And that's the difference in a product and a brand. Brands can do shit like that, but mm-hmm. products can. And, you know, I guess that's just me tying that all in. But, you know, this is, I guess, the moment where we have to do shout outs and stuff. So here's the floor. Right. We got 419 JC. We got Hollywood of Stud. We got Pastor Keith again. We got Trail Wade. We got Ryan Peterson. I'm guessing Peterson, but he dropped off the end. We got Danny Fab 90. What's up? We got T Love, the singer. Okay, he must be coming on later to sing something. We got yeah. Boy. We got Juan. We got uh, Diana. We got Reese. We got Positivity. We got Crust. Okay, nice. We got Enlightened. We got Manoi. I hope I said it right. We got I Have My Moments. Me too. We got uh, Act 10. We got Karen too. We got Aloha from Hawaii. Aloha. Mm. Shout out to y'all. Shout out to y'all. Thank you all for, you know, listening and doing your thing. Like, you know. We, we, we're going to open up the airwaves in a minute so people can, you know, get this shit off. Uh, have you have you ever listened to, like, the radio or, like, just, like, on the internet? you ever seen something called Am I the Asshole? Um, yes, I heard of this. So, I just discovered this, you know, and I, I'm looking at some of these as we're on this call, and some of this shit is absolutely crazy. Because mm, people are crazy. Yeah. And the thing, I, I don't want to read any of them. I just want to know if you have to ask someone if you're being an asshole about a situation, doesn't that just technically make you the asshole? 
So I, I guess it says that I'm reconnecting with her. So she should be back in a moment. Okay, there we go. There we go. She's oh. back already. So I know what's going on. Yeah, we, we're gonna have to, yeah we, we're going to have to talk to uh, Stereo. They've been trying to, you know, trying to censor us with this little, you know, you know, this <laughs> cutting in and out. We're, we're going to have to figure that out. But Because um, I, I was reading one and it was like, am I the asshole for refusing to let the parents meet their son? And I was like, uh, okay. Um, probably, but you know, I, I just wanted to see if you like you ever like followed that because I don't I don't want to go over it, but I feel like that is a very interesting thing to get people through the day is just to read those everybody assholes. So that, that that was just something. Um, hey, do you have the Wi-Fi password? Common words everyone has said in an airport, coffee shop, or any public place with free internet. Don't fall victim to internet hackers while using free internet thanks to NordVPN. NordVPN is one of those services you tell yourself you don't need until it's too late. We've used the NordVPN to browse the web, check bank accounts, and even stream apps like Netflix. It's the only VPN service that lets you bypass ISPs, perfect for when your job has sites you frequent like Facebook is blocked. It's the best VPN service you can get for both price and performance. Install NordVPN on up to six devices, including your smartphone, tablet, and desktop, and experience the service for yourself. Start protecting yourself and your content with NordVPN by heading over to nordvpn.com forward slash YBAB at checkout and save 75% on your subscription.